Welcome back to another episode of The Scores Table. Huge episode right here. We're going to be covering three NBA Finals games, the Kevin Durant situation, and a whole lot more. I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? I feel great. Let's do another episode of The Scores Table. Had a fantastic few days in New York. Good. You might see me with shirtless with Tim's playing handball. 80-degree weather. It's breezy out. Fantastic. I feel rejuvenated. Um, without further ado, yeah, it's been a fantastic few days. And <laughs> I just, I'm just feeling good. You get the, That's you get good. The you, That's you good. Get the I'm feeling good. Let's do it. That's good. Yeah, see, I... I've, I've, I've had a good last few games, but I didn't, or last few days, but I did not have a good night last night. <laughs> and before we even get into this podcast, I need to give a shout out to Optimum Wi-Fi, the, <laughs> the, the cable company Optimum, <laughs> for dropping the damn Wi-Fi service in the entirety of Brooklyn during the beginning of the NBA Finals. Five minutes before the game starts, I'm 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 in the kitchen. I'm um, I'm cleaning some dishes. Uh, my girlfriend's on the couch. She's watching John Oliver on the TV before the game starts. Okay, I, li- I like the sophistication. I like mm-hmm. the sophistication. I, I, John Oliver's great. Okay, and all of a sudden, it just starts buffering, and instantly, I I just assume that like I just have to unplug the router or something like that. But we just I, I I go on Twitter and I type in Optimum, and instantly it's like 40 tweets. What happened to my Wi-Fi? What's going on? What's going on? Check the coverage map. Everything's down. So I wow. missed like probably the first eight minutes of the first quarter, uh, which I then I, I watched I watched the uh, the condensed game. So I got most of the stuff that I missed from the first. But then it gets better because uh-huh. the Wi-Fi kept coming in and out all night. <laughs> so I missed the last 45 seconds of this game. Uh, and, that's problematic. And, that's, and if, that you're was... listening, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you watched the game and you know how important those 45 seconds were. Yep. Um, and and I am sitting – actually, I'm not sitting. I'm standing on my couch <laughs> freaking out, yelling, no, this can't be real. This can't be ag- real. Just getting aggressive texts from me. Um, uh, I'm getting aggressive <laughs> texts from, 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 from Julian. Whoa, no way. Wow, what? They called that? I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I have no idea because I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh man! No, I was, least, hey, yeah. hey, you got a new place. You know, there's stuff to be grateful for. Oh, Flatbush. I, I, I have a beautiful new apartment. I have I have a great new job. Uh, everything everything's going well. And then I but I ended up watching the uh, the last minute of the game on uh, on Twitter uh, a little bit after it ended. Obviously, so I knew how it ended, but I got to actually see what happened. And wow! Once we get to that point of the game, I have some thoughts on Nick Nurse. Because God damn. Yep. All right. So let's let's well, let's, let's just, get, let's, just get, let's, let's just get it get right yeah. into it right now. Fuck it. All yeah. right. Game game five. Uh, Toronto. So so th- th- this explains game five right here. This is I, I saw a tweet from uh from Mark Stein of the New York Times when Kawhi was going on that crazy run in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Do you know what happened? What? They moved. Because the, the Raptors went up by like eight points or whatever, they moved the championship trophy oh. into the hallway downstairs. Bro, Adam Silver do came shit. down, 
And they started putting the plastic up in the Toronto locker room. Oh, that's the fucking jinx. That's the jinx. No, you know what the jinx is? When the, the, the Toronto fans cheering when Kevin Durant gets hurt. Uh, okay, I'll get to that later. I have a few thoughts we'll on that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And we, I also, later when we get to that, in terms of bad sportsmanship, I want to get to Mark Stevens, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, Warriors I, I, minority I, owner. Bro, that shit is dead ass a curse. That's what happened in 86 yeah. uh, with the Buckner game. Yep. But they, they moved yep. the shit to the Red Sox dressing room. Yep. They, they lost, obviously. That, that happened, happened in 2001 when the Yankees went up in Game 7 against the Diamondbacks there's, in the World Series. They, yeah, there's they a lost few, that shit. There's Red a few Sox in, uh, in 2003, they lost that shit. Mm-hmm. There's uh-huh. a few moments in sports where... And, 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 and honestly, I was listening to... Uh, I can't remember which podcast it was. On my, I, I think it was the, the Ringer NFL... Or the Ringer NBA show, excuse me. The Ringer NBA show on my uh, commute to work this morning. Uh-huh. A uh, nice hour commute to work. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go back into Manhattan to go into Brooklyn. Man, I'm 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 complaining a lot this episode. I'm just salty about the Wi-Fi situation. <laughs> I really didn't like missing the end of the game. Yeah, definitely. I was I was I was just driving up like ten seconds after the game ended. I just saw them all walking off the court. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I was just driving at a very aggressive pace. You know, <laughs> I was not missing that shit. You know, the tr- actually the Metro North Railroad was working on time. Right. Like the shit was not. There was no delays. I wasn't. Just, to see the game. I was in the fucking White Plains for half an hour, just staring at <laughs> staring at my phone. Like you know, the shit worked. So I was yeah. I was hype. I was I was fucking going eighty miles an hour in Millerton, Connecticut. Just beeping at people. <laughs> is it, <laughs> wait, shit. is it Millerton, Connecticut or Millerton, New York? I think it's New York. I think it's it's the border, yeah. It's like I think it's like it's New York. Anyway, like anyway, so so Toronto, and and this, oh, this is what I got from that other podcast, and I want to bring it into this one because I like what they said. There's very few moments in finals because usually in the finals, for for better or worse, games usually aren't decided by one point. Uh-huh. And there's very few moments where you feel like a team literally had it slip out of their hands. You think of you think of the Spurs when before Ray Allen hit that three in uh what year was that? 2012, I think. Yeah. Uh when were we freshmen in high school? 2012. All right. Bet. You're right, you're right. 2012. And then I think of um I think of the uh the Oklahoma City Thunder right before Clay Thompson went absolutely crazy in game 6. I think of Draymond punching LeBron in the dick. Yep. There's just there's, uh, <laughs> there's 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 very distinct moments where a team completely blows it. Mm-hmm. And I have to give that honor now to the Toronto Raptors because I thought they absolutely blew this game. Okay, Toronto blew this game, but at the same time, oh, cl- complete blow this game uh, when the Knicks lost to Reggie Miller. Oh, oh, Nick Anderson too. Can't, can't oh, Nick shit, Anderson. Nick Anderson. Just Chris Webber playing yeah. against the Lakers, just looking yeah. terrified. Uh. So, so, so here's here's the here's the gist of game of game five. I didn't realize, I didn't. I, seeing the Warriors for so many years, you you get you understand that they do have like that heart of a champion and that whole whatever. It's it's such a it's such a cliche. But mm-hmm. tonight they showed it like nothing. Or last night they showed it like nothing else. Honestly, it's it's not even. I don't even look at it that way. I just looked at this team as this is not a team that 
I ever feel safe playing against until yeah, the, it, it's it's zero on the shot uh, on the fucking game clock. I just yep. don't. I, I was really apprehensive hearing all the media personalities just like, wait, I think, I think Toronto's going to win this in five. You know, Toronto, ooh, ooh, they might win the championship. Yeah. This Warriors team looked done. The entire time, I was getting scared. I was getting yeah. scared that karma and the jinx of the world and I don't know, though, just, just the way of the world and the way of, in, in the words of Earth, Wind, and Fire, the legends. I yeah. was just worried that it was not going to be good for Toronto and I was right. However... Yeah. Though I feel like Toronto blew this game, I was about to say this earlier, um, with, with we'll get to Nick Nurse, and I think the fact that they just tried to almost like run out the clock with yeah, like it was a few weird. minutes to go in the fourth, which I thought and was he, ridiculous. He made some questionable lineup decisions. Mm-hmm. The, the way I feel like you have to judge this stuff is you can't look back on it and be like, man, why did you do that? You have to think of it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because, and here's the thing. Even though anyone, so anyone can play Monday morning quarterback, it's just... It, and it, I, was have, text, yeah. I was texting Sorry, you in the moment, even though, no, 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 my bad. Um, even though uh, Gasol played a good game, I thought Ibaka had to be out there. I was losing my mind that Ibaka wasn't out there. I don't know if it would have made a, uh, a significant impact, maybe in retrospect, but I, I don't know. I was fucking pissed Ibaka wasn't out there. I, didn't, I thought that I didn't he had played that. a great game. He played a great game. I, I think didn't mind that. Out there, I think you needed to put him in. I didn't mind that. Um, Gasol didn't do a damn thing in the last minute. No, but Gasol had a really good game otherwise. Mm-hmm. And the reason I liked Gasol out there, because you, you, you can't play Gasol and Ibaka together. Yes. That was something you couldn't do. And I just, I would rather have Gasol out there because you know he's going to rebound. You know, I mean, he's a former defensive player of the year winner. He's, I, I, I had nothing wrong with that. My issue was the fact that in the last few minutes of the game, this was their lineup. Lowry, Van Vliet, Danny Green, Leonard, Gasol. What would you have put it? Uh, number one, Van Vliet would not have been in. Mm-hmm. Van Vliet ha- has had a great playoff since the birth of his child. Mm-hmm. He's a warrior. I can't. I can't <laughs> believe. I can't believe that that hit he took in Game Four. Mm-hmm. He, he chipped his damn tooth. Yep. But having him out there in the last few minutes was a total heat check that they didn't need to do. I'm not he, sure if I would he trade. Was, he was great on Steph Curry a lot. I'm not sure if I would trade my tooth to win an NBA Finals. Maybe I don't have the heart of a champion. I think I don't want to like look, get a picture and look like I'm fucking homeless. I just well, you can have a tooth fixed. You can have a tooth fixed, and you, you have, have the ring forever. Fixed. That shit is not going to be fun to do. You got to go to the dentist. You got to make an appointment. You know they got to put and that and you're gonna and that's never going to be a real tooth. I would rather you, my teeth. You, you think you think Van Fleet called the dentist himself and scheduled an appointment and had to wait in a waiting room? Did he get his tooth fixed yet? Yes, he was fixed immediately like after the game. Okay, I rested my case. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. Anyway. So, so, so the lineup, the lineup that I thought Nurse should have gone with was just as simple as replacing Van Fleet with Siakam. Mm-hmm. Siakam is Siakam missed four wide open three pointers this game. Mm-hmm. And since game one hasn't been the best. Yeah. Uh, but even still, I just, I would rather have him in than Van Vliet just for the size. And that, that way, Danny Green is guarding Clay Thompson instead of Iguodala. And I like, think something that like, you- like let, let Siakam 
be on Iguodala and basically just roam around on defense and, and use that seven foot six wingspan or whatever to try to tip a pass. Exactly, the wingspan. That's the biggest thing, the seven foot six wingspan, especially when someone That's like Van Vliet was trying to, or what, what, how, however long his arms are. Yeah, um, they're very when, long. When Van Vliet is trying to contest a Curry shot, or even though, I mean, Siaka probably wouldn't have been on Curry in that moment, but but yeah, like you said, I think you you need that size out there and going small against the Warriors in the last few in, in the last minute or two is it's it's a risky strategy and I think it was a really big factor in them losing the game. Period. Yeah, but okay, what is your one main reason that either the Warriors won or Toronto lost? Like, what is the one thing in your head that's going to stick out above everything else? The biggest thing is, I think, the almost conceit that I don't want to say nurse coached with conceit. And there was I there was one particular series with like two minutes left. I think they were up six, and it looks like they literally were just trying to take a knee and run out the clock. Here's the thing: I understand you want minute you you want seconds off the clock, but don't let that I think discourage you from running an actual play getting someone open and getting a good shot. I think that your priority should be to get another basket instead of yep. just getting more seconds off the clock. That's what my think I think my biggest mistake was. And to and I'm not sure uh and and that possession I I know I know the shot clock was almost down uh almost done by the end of it, but I know it ended up either uh some kind of shot clock violation or they had, they had a 24 second violation, yeah. That, that was it. That was the play. That was the for play. Me? For me, the one thing more than anything was that timeout call with a minute 20 left. Mm, true, true, true. Because here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard has scored 10 straight points. He, I believe the possession before, he just hit, the th- he hit another three-pointer. Mm-hmm. As I'm getting text from you before I see it live. <laughs> In like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and... I think I think you texted me. You're like, and another three, and I was like, wait, yeah. you just hit a one three. What are you talking about? Facts, actually, that did happen. <laughs> so yeah, I, I Wi-Fi man, that was last night was rough. Or yeah, last night was rough on the Wi-Fi, but <laughs> but yeah. So with a minute twenty left, the Raptors have all the momentum. The fans are going crazy. Kawhi's got the ball in his hand. They they can they can take the. I believe they could take the clock below a minute or just about a minute mm-hmm. and he calls a timeout and it felt like the ultimate heat check as a coach i'm gonna draw up the perfect play and i'm gonna i'm gonna draw up the dagger three-pointer here to put us up by nine and that'll be it and everyone will be talking about my play it felt selfish mm, that's an interesting it way felt of it felt like nick nurse and and there's and there was one angle where where I saw someone thinks that Kyle Lowry might have been telling him to call a timeout. Hmm. But still, it's on the coach to call the timeout. If I'm right, was that off a TV timeout? I don't think that Nurse just called that timeout. No, it was a I timeout. remember that the... it was a timeout. They were they were they were dribbling up the clock. A t- um they were dribbling up there's no TV timeouts in the last in the fourth quarter, I think. Was there was it off a Warriors timeout? No, so or was I, it it was just it was just out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. It, mm-hmm. it, Kawhi had just scored 10 straight, uh, put him up by six. Golden State missed a shot, and Kawhi was dribbling up the ball, and he got to about um, just a little bit uh, near half court, and they called a timeout. And 
I, and again, I, I said before, you, I like to judge things based on how my reaction in the moment was. Mm-hmm. And, and, my, and my girlfriend can attest, I'm pr- I said, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And, Yo, your, girl must, your girl really must be like a real one to stick by you, like with all your <laughs> basketball passion. It's like, ah, I, fuck Terry Rozier, I think I'm a pretty laid back person for the most part. Yeah. But not when it comes to basketball. <laughs> that that makes that makes me go crazy. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, I swear to God, I can't do it again. <laughs> I can't do it another season. Anyway, um, it, it's it's crazy. Like just thinking though, like what the fuck happens in this series now? Yeah, I so, have absolutely no idea. I have no idea. No, and 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 I thought that it was more likely last game that Toronto wins by twenty than Golden State wins. I agree. Just because I thought Golden State was dead, and I want to, I want to talk about the beginning of the game because obviously we haven't mentioned Durant at all here. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about what comes next, let's let's talk about that. What did you think about Durant in the beginning of the game before he got hurt? How did he look to you? He looked he looked good. You know, he had some good warm ups, um, made some threes, and it seemed kind of and and, and it seemed kind of. Almost like kind of, I didn't take the air out of the building, but I feel like there was a sensitive like, oh fuck, like what's yeah. gonna happen now? There was definitely a, I, there was definitely a a, a vibe. It, it was a there was a vibe of that, and then obviously what what happened happened. And I will say though, um, I don't think he should have been playing eleven straight minutes to start off a game. I mean, I know if he's good, he's good. I guess that's the. Well, it, well I guess well, they we, pulled, he was. They pulled he him. Wasn't. They pulled him after about five minutes and then played him like eleven minutes straight. That's a problem. Uh, and and I agree. I agree. I thought that when they pulled him at like the six minute mark or whatever in the first, I thought that mm-hmm. he should have probably been out for the rest of the first. Yes. Like how is he not on a on a minutes restriction? But and or if he is on a minutes restriction and you just don't want to tell people, how do you how do you just put him in that quickly? But here's here's the thing that I thought with Durant. I was watching the game. Uh, you know, when I finally got it back, <laughs> um, I didn't think he looked great. I thought, I thought he was, I mean, obviously Durant, I thought he was at probably at about 70%, 75%, uh-huh. which is still better than Pat, or still better than, uh, Al- Alfonso McKinney at 200%. Uh-huh. But I just, when, when he hit those three threes, it was it was great for them that he hit them, but he was not Kevin Durant. Those were those were threes that that Quinn Cook takes. Those weren't Kevin Durant threes. <laughs> Quinn Cook threes. <laughs> um, but you know exactly the difference I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, understand. I understand. And and did you have an issue with him playing? It's yeah. It's so easy in hindsight to it's so 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 easy in hindsight to say um oh, he shouldn't have been out there he shouldn't have been out there he shouldn't have been out there but it's I don't think we know the entire story as far as what KD said and what Bob Iger said what Kerr said the whole Warriors medical staff said and without all that dialogue because I mean that that dialogue will come out sometime when Draymond has a book and Boogie has a book or maybe even this off season I wouldn't be surprised. But until that that moment, I don't know what I, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know if I can give a, a good uh, opinion or analysis on what happened there. Yeah, I think 
I believe that we're never going to know what really happened. Mm-hmm. And and I and I feel like from a from a Golden State perspective, I didn't have an issue with him playing. Mm-hmm. And even if he was only at seventy percent, nobody was forcing him to play. Mm-hmm. And 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 we'll and we'll I guess we'll find out in the future if it's true that people were like questioning his injury or were like upset with him for not playing. But it really seemed like they were more upset that he couldn't play, not that they were upset that he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Um, like 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 when Steve Kerr was like talking about his injury and was upset about his injury before the like like during games like one and two and he was like upset about the situation. I thought it was more upset that like, look, I thought I was gonna have Kevin Durant and now I don't. Mm-hmm. Not man, why is Kevin Durant not playing? I agree with you. And that. I, think I think there's a huge difference between the two. Definitely. And, the whole thing is, yeah. is load management for me. I don't yes. want to use that word as corny as it is, but you can't play him 11 straight minutes. Play him like five minutes a quarter or something like that. Even 25 minutes of Durant is, 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 is damn good. It's, more than Jordan, it's better than Jordan Bell, yeah. Alfonso McKinney, Bogey, yeah. Cook. Way better than Livingston at this point, who's been at zero for a few games at this point. Yeah, he's just I, not just, been great. Just, yeah, I just, play Durant reason, 20 minutes and see what happens. The reason I don't have an issue with Durant playing is because... From no one, no one could possibly force him to play. Mm-hmm. He chose to play. Everyone understood the risks, and and it's just you. It sucks. It really does suck. And especially because now his injury is probably going to cost him a year of his prime. Mm-hmm. Which, considering that he's probably one of the fifteen greatest players ever, is really sad. And also, I mean, this shit, this might just be his, he, he may, there's a very good chance he's never the same player. No, not at all. Which, I mean, uh, he, I mean, you, I mean, you, you look at everyone that has torn Achilles, no one comes back to that level except for maybe Dominique Wilkins. And even Dominique wasn't really all that, he wasn't no. all that. No, he but he was the that. closest. I mean, Co- th- think Kobe, Rudy Gay, DeMarcus Cousins, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Parker, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, I think it. I think he had one. Anyway, um, pa- Patrick Ewing. I mean, players. Uh-huh. Players. This isn't an injury that people can come back from, and and again, I think that Durant is much better and very different than all those guys, uh-huh. and his game relies less on athleticism than any of them, uh-huh. except for maybe Demarcus. Yeah. So. I mean, Durant, Durant, I feel like, could shoot the lights out forever, but he, but is he ever going to get back to perennial best player in the league? And, it, and it's, who knows? Plus, and, I don't, and, and, we'll, and we'll get into a whole free agency project, uh, prediction one or episode uh, soon, once the finals are over. Mm-hmm. But this completely changes the course of the Warriors, of the, of, the, of the Knicks, of the Nets, of every other team that was potentially going to sign Durant. This changes everything because now do you want to give a player that's going to miss one season and who knows if he's ever going to be back to the level he was, one of the biggest contracts in history? Mm-hmm. It's so, so risky that I almost feel like you don't. Yeah, you do if you're the Knicks. Well, yeah, the Knicks but... are the forty-year-old version of sports. You gotta just say if if, <laughs> if 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 some just it's it's like you know if I were a forty-five-year-old version, I were depressed about my life, and some decent-looking woman who may 
be crazy, key my car, and break my windshield was like, hey, let's have sex. I would say, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Like, that's the Knicks right now. The Knicks are not in a position to be, oh, you know, Katie, uh, we want to save our cap space for Tobias Harris and Jimmy oh. Butler. I don't think the Knicks are in that situation. The Knicks need to just say, fuck it. We didn't give Porzingis up for nothing. You got to yeah. just have to, you got you to gotta just, uh, you got to just go for it and say, screw it, I think, if you're the Knicks. And that may damn well be what they do, even though now there seems to be a, I, I think there was a report from the front office today about the Knicks being worried about like a, a, the Carmelo trade effect with trading for Anthony Davis, yeah. which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yes, it is. But we'll, 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 have a, we'll have a full episode of free agency stuff. No. Will Scott Perry? Scott Perry's great, great. What, what, not, what not to like? He played. He was with Joe Dumars for eight years, signing Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon. Yeah, Scott Perry, great guy for the job. I think Scott Perry is great. It's just a question of. <laughs> it's just a question of Steve do they Mills actually let him do stuff? Steve Mills is there as long as James Dolan's bitch, aka Steve Mills, is on the Knicks. Yeah. It's going to be a shit show. Anyway, anyway, that's another story, like you said, for another day. So, uh, I'm so happy let, to get any Steve Mills hate off my mind. <laughs> so, what did you What did you think of Demarcus Cousins this game? I mean, Boogie did. He, he I mean, he got some boards. He made a key three pointer. Um, he wasn't a complete zero out there as he was the as he was in Game Four. Yeah. But he also made two bad. He, he just he almost gifted More than two. There's the championship. He made three bad plays. Yeah, he, that. Even though, even though I feel bad, the moving screen. I mean, nobody's gonna call that. The like, moving screen on. was rough. It was an it was an obvious moving screen. Mm-hmm. But oh god, I don't like them calling that with a, with twenty seconds left in the finals. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's also just a crazy call, especially with the NBA and kind of the I don't want to you know. I mean, yeah, hey, Adam Silver's my guy. We'll get to him in a few minutes. I fuck with Adam Silver, but of course, even with him as the commissioner, it's kind of bizarre to think that the refs wouldn't call the game you know a little bit you know this is a golden state of warriors why not have a game six yeah you know get mike yeah. Brown another check for abc like why not you know yeah i mean here demarcus cousins had the offensive goaltending the defensive goaltending mm-hmm. the moving screen steph curry threw a terrible pass to draymond green that forced him to step backcourt mm-hmm they tried to give that game away. And the Raptors said, you know what? We're, I'm good. Thanks for the offer. Yeah. I appreciate the gesture, but you know what? We're good. Yeah. Even I, though it was honestly just a little too late at that point. Yeah. And I, and I, sa- I said before the game that the player that I was most afraid of was Clay Thompson. And, yeah. and he didn't have the most efficient shooting night. He was 9 of 21. But, of course, he hits the two biggest threes of the game. Clay I just, Thompson. Not much else to say. No, I mean, there's there's nothing else you can say. The Warriors, the Warriors, are, and and we've known this for years. We've known this. We've known this since Mark Jackson was their was their coach. <laughs> this is not a team that goes away quietly. Mm-hmm. They never have, and they never will. Even even when they lost and blew the three one lead, Cleveland had to work for those games. It's not like they just folded over. Mm-hmm. And. And and the Raptors learned that the hard way. I feel like I feel like like you said before, when they went up six, you know, you, you got the trophy coming out. They're putting the plastic up. They're getting they're they're, put, they're putting goggles on everyone's locker. They're getting ready to go. 
they, that trophy I'm, shit is a fucking jinx, bro. You, I swear to yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, you, but you, but you could feel it in the game. The Raptors got really comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk about Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. because through three quarters, I was so so disappointed in Kawhi Leonard. He was, I mean, he had 13 points going into the fourth quarter and scored one point in the third. He, I, I was just disappointed. I thought that the Raptors, basically the only reason they were losing was because of him. Because he just... was the one that wasn't coming through. Mm-hmm. through. Through three quarters. And then the fourth happened. And then the fourth happened. And, and that was the closest thing I've ever seen to a complete Michael Jordan-esque takeover. LeBron James against the Detroit Pistons in, early in his career where he scored 26 straight points. This was unlike anything. Kawhi just decided all of a sudden, you know what? I'm not losing this game. And then he did. Nick Nurse lost the game. Nick Nurse lost the game. But, 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 I, I, but, but I, for me... that little stretch right there where Kawhi hit, I believe it was three-pointer, pull-up jump shot, three-pointer, pull-up jump shot, something like that, or floater or whatever. Mm-hmm. I might be getting the order wrong. But for that little stretch, there was, there was nothing that was going to stop him from scoring. Mm-hmm. And here's a th- I, I'll just finish this this mini topic with this question because I, 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 I fuck with Kawhi even though I'm still a little bit of salty like how he treated the Spurs uh, last year who I think that he I, I still think he was a dick about it I think he just was yeah. but tell me tell me why Kawhi Leonard isn't the best player in the world right now tell me why he isn't the best player in the world um okay see that's tough because Cause here's the thing, there's recency bias. I understand recency bias. Yeah. I'm the king of recency bias, bro. You know this about me. I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, here's, no. Here's, here's, here's the problem with that sentence. In the words of Denzel, King Kong ain't got shit on me. I'm putting cases on all yeah. you bitches. I'm the here, king of recency bias. Here's the problem with that. Because <laughs> I think, I think, I do think that Kawhi Leonard, oh God, I mean, he probably is the best player in the world right now, especially now that Durant is hurt. But I thought that for the first two rounds of the playoffs, Durant was the best player in the world. As did many people, kind of including me, almost including and, me. And for all season long, Giannis was the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I thought that last year, it was LeBron and Anthony Davis as 1A, 1B as the best players in the world. I thought until like December, Anthony Davis was the best player in the world. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, I mean, probably Kawhi is right now the best player. Especially but, all around. All but I, around. Just, I can't, until I see LeBron no longer able to do it, because obviously he completely phoned it in this year. Yeah. But until I see him not physically able to do it, there's no player I would take before him. Yeah. And I know I, I'm how like, controversial I'm like that is. You. I'm I'm really? so okay. I, I'm like fifty fifty on it. I'm honestly fifty fifty on it. Maybe just because of the defensive thing, because I don't because LeBron's in the defense, I don't think it's there anymore. I just don't really think it's there. It's no, not but, all the way there like it once was. No, I but think no maybe, other player in the league 
no other player in the league, and and Kawhi included, because Kawhi does have the tendency sometimes, as we saw for three quarters this game, to just kind of disappear a little bit on offense mm-hmm. and just kind of hang back and be like, you know what, I'm going to let other guys get theirs and then I'm going to get mine later. There is no player in the league more capable of completely controlling his team than LeBron. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't mean front office control. I mean in-game control. <laughs> <laughs> If we're Ooh, talking drive by shooting right there. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh, I'm talking if if the if the if each if the teams are the same, if he has the same supporting cast, the other team is the same. Game seven on the road, I'm still pro- I'm still giving it to LeBron. Yeah. I still trust him more than Kawhi. As good as Kawhi has been, I still trust LeBron just a tiny bit more, I think, in that situation. Yeah. Shouts no. out to my man Johnny Rosales. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> my brother. All right. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I unfortunately I agree, and it's and it's tough. But I think I think it's a lot of recency bias. Uh, but but even still, Kawhi Leonard, if the Raptors can pull this off, he is the best by far. That he's been the best player in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers that he's putting up are. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, uh, Larry Bird esque. Like these, these is these are numbers that I can't even fathom that he's putting up. And and I think and here's something that I never thought I was going to say about Kawhi, because okay, we, we're seeing a lot of uh, revisionist history here. About oh, wow. how, why didn't this team trade for Kawhi? And why didn't this team? Oh, remember when the Celtics wouldn't include Jalen Brown for Kawhi? It's like, yeah, of course that looks bad now. But you have to think about where he was one year ago today. Uh-huh. There were serious the questions. Yeah, there were serious questions about, number one, would he ever be able to play basketball at a high level again? Uh-huh. Number two... Would he even would he even accept playing this year, or would he just say screw it, I'm sitting out again? Uh-huh. There were questions about about who he is as a person. I have nothing wrong with how with how the Kawhi Leonard trade kind of broke down. Yeah, in retrospect, it was a terrible trade for the Spurs. But I have nothing wrong with any. I, I don't blame teams for not offering more. There were too many question marks. I'm the fine ra- with it for the Spurs. Yeah. I'm completely fine with it. And I think they'll be damn good next year when my man Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray's back. They'll get a nice draft pick. Another year for Pirtle. Shouts out to DeRozan, yep. Bertans, I, I, and Bryn Forbes. I really fucking like this Spurs team next year, especially with the West probably being a little bit weaker. Yeah. I, 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 I freaking like it. I freaking but, like it. I'm not mad at the Spurs. Yeah. But, but with Kawhi, this is something that I never thought I would say. There's a real chance that he retires as the third best forward of all time, and he surpasses Durant. Damn, it's, it's a shot. No, 100%. And that is not something I thought I was ever going to say. But if you win finals MVP with two different teams, and you're only 27 years old, that's... I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't even... That's, that's something that, Le, that, that the list is basically LeBron... Uh, Shaq? No, Shaq didn't win it again, uh, other than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? LeBron? Wilt Chamberlain? Shit, I don't even Moses know. Moses Malone? Mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone else at the top of my head. But the point is, that's not, it's not a list that, that's easy to get on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think... I- 
<laughs> I will say one shout out to Kawhi. Thank you, Kawhi, for beating Ben Simmons. Thank you once again. <laughs> I want to thank you. Thank you, Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, time to time to get in the gym this off season. Ben, Make a free throw. Ben Simmons. Speaking of assholes, let's get into let's get into Mark Stevens. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, ben that was that was a pro Shoot level transition right there. Shooting your shot at Instagram thoughts. Thank you very much. That was okay. a pro level transition. It there. really was. It really was. Yeah. But, 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 but before we get to our next topic, I want to take a quick break to shout out our sponsor, Other Side Clothing. Hey, appreciate Julian, you, Julian, Julian hooked me up with a care package. I appreciate it. No, thank I took, you so much. Thank I you took, so much for representing the brand. Thank you so course, much. I appreciate of course. you. My girlfriend took some dope pictures of me on the uh, on my fire escape outside my build uh, or uh, outside my apartment. Uh-huh. Got 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 a nice little Brooklyn skyline in the background. Sure, so right. shout out other side clothing. Shout out Julian. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, bro. Let me actually, you know, just for without further ado, I'm gonna get to this real quick. My top three. Flatbush <laughs> restaurants well for you. Okay, number three coming into number three. We've got this is only I think one or two blocks away from your apartment. It's called Fisherman's Cove on okay. Church Avenue. Fantastic. They've got fa- they've got great oxtail there. Got some good fish. Fantastic right. jerk chicken. The one thing you have to keep in mind that. is that they don't actually have a menu there. So <laughs> you got to find a photo of the menu online on That's like Google funny. Images and shit. So you pick out what you order then before going there. Fantastic place. Up next, we've got, um, honestly, it might be a two-way tie for first place between Peppa's Jerk Chicken on, I believe, okay. that it's like it's like a block away from the Parkside Avenue train stop. So you oh, said okay. you're probably getting off there, so it's, it's literally right on your way. Um, no, right, right I'm, on your I'm, way getting, I'm getting off on the church stop, but yeah. Attaboy, I told you. <laughs> anyway, um... Uh, but but yeah, they're jerk. They I, I haven't ever gotten anything there other than jerk chicken. You don't need to get anything there other than jerk chicken. It's fantastic, cooked to perfection, crispiness. You got to eat it by Prospect Park on a beautiful summer night. Fantastic. Vibes always crazy. They're still playing R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and anyway, also if you want to do a little bit further of a walk, you got to check out Exquisite Express. It's okay. way over by the more by by Flatbush. Uh, Church Avenue and No Strand. Okay. Um, but it, it's fire. Their chicken is fantastic. Great fish, crispiness on the wings. Ah, uh, all right. It. On to the next come, one. Come, 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 come for the basketball. Stay for the jerk chicken. <laughs> Facts. That's my <laughs> life story, bro. That's my last story. Life story, dead ass. All right. So let, okay. let's get let's get into Mark Stevens. Into assholes. Let's get into Mark. We have we have we have. <laughs> So, so in today in today's asshole category, we have two main topics. We got Mark Stevens, and we got the entire arena of the Toronto Raptors. Okay, let me, let's hold up for a second. I okay, okay. The, the the Raptors fans were fucked up for it, right? It, it was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah, it was there, wrong. There's was wrong. there's no you can you should never cheer a player for getting hurt. No, you shouldn't. It's just like bad etiquette, I think. Also, However, bad karma. Yeah, it's bad. I have a bad karma, I think, a, a little bit, but it's, it's, it's just bad etiquette. But at the same time, I think that the whole national media and so many people like, oh, Raptors fans are the worst ever. They're the worst ever. Oh, these people are terrible. Just chill a second. You know, people got carried away. You know, you, you, you feel like you're part of the team. You forget that this is just life at the end of the day. This is just a basketball game. You yeah. just, just got a little too hyped. 
and I, and I can understand that being your first initial reaction as far as I mean, it, I mean I understand it. I'm a passionate fan. It was just wrong. It was just wrong. It was up at the end of the day. It was it was completely wrong. And I think I think that a little bit is misleading because I don't think the entire arena was cheering that Durant got hurt. Yeah. I feel like it was also the fact that they were cheering because Toronto's on a fast break and just scored. Yeah. And they but, obviously didn't know the severity of Durant's injury. If, no. they had, if there was a fucking billboard on the, on the, on the, you know, what's it called? You know, the, the big ass thing that hangs over the court. What's it called? The Jumbotron. The Jumbotron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was a banner on that, yeah. Kevin Durant has just torn his Achilles. He's out for the next season. Now, now here's not the be, problem. People probably thought it was like a tiny bit of a twinge or something, you know? Here, here's the problem. Did you see the picture of Durant on the ground holding his leg and the, and the Toronto fan pointing at him and laughing? That's bad. That one was bad. It was, a, bad. It, was, it was a fan sitting courtside. Always going to be a few dickheads, though. Always, always. But it's it's never acceptable and totally bad karma. And it yeah. almost made me want to root against Toronto. That's yeah. how upset I was about that. I only but, I only root for players to get injured in baseball brawls. Oh, my you know? God. I hope I hope next time, bro, I, seriously, we need, I hope Joe Kelly throws at the Yankees again so one can, can punch him in the jaw. The, yeah. I, the anybody only, opposed to the Yankees, I hope I hope Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, the first place Yankees, any one of them comes up, you know, gives gives you a smack in the face for thinking that for thinking that you're you're messing with the Yankees. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right then. I only promote violence in sports when it's on baseball bras. I just love them. They're fantastic. So <laughs> so so the other the other the other person I want to get to is Mark Stevens. The I'm Warriors sorry, the Warriors minority owner who was sitting courtside and Kyle Lowry dove into the crowd to save a loose ball. And the owner was so furious that, that Kyle Lowry kind of landed on his date that he shoved him and yelled something at him. Stevens, I understand maybe your girl wants, wants to feel protective, you know, maybe someone's hitting on her on the street and you might want to stare them down a little bit to, you know, give her some reassurance, but bro, you gotta chill. You can't do that. Don't put your hands on players. Don't you dare do that. Never. That's never. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Stay in your lane. Isn't in the words of the great Lavar Ball, back on back back and doing another press run this week. <laughs> Stay in your lane, uh, Mark Stevens. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the whole Mark Stevens instance or in uh instance is just so. Like he's just mad, just like it's like, hey, come on, why'd you land on her? It's like, what are you doing? Man, like, Mark Stevens is some some white white shit. It's all it, I can <laughs> some white just, people shit. <laughs> and and when you're an owner, you get very wrapped up in your team, mm-hmm. obviously because it's your team, and 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 you start to feel as though you're part of the team, exactly. as you do when you're a fan, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're going to go to every game and sit courtside. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the players know who he is, and I'm sure he's he's friendly with the players and whatever. But I don't know. I thought, what'd you think? What'd you think of the uh, of the of the punishment? Of I think it was five hundred thousand dollars, and he's banned for a year. The five hundred thousand dollars thing, obviously, is just irrelevant. I mean, he's got how many billion dollars? But I think the ban. So the ban is way more important. I think the ban for a year, maybe a tiny bit. I, I don't know. I might have gone a year and a half, but I think a ban for a year because the guy is an owner. You can't just ban an owner for life. Donald like you, if, especially if you're, 
well, uh, unless he's a fucking racist, crazy scumbag, yeah. you can't you, you can't just if you're Adam, you got to think of it from Adam Silver's point of view. I think Adam Silver did a really smart job with this. I thought Silver you know what, did he fine. If he wanted to, he he couldn't. He didn't have to. He could have just uh, done what he could have just said. Okay, I'll leave it up to the Warriors who suspended him for the rest of the playoffs. Silver yeah. could have just done that, but he made the smart move with this because you know what? As, I as thought, fun I as thought his year was fair. As fun as it is to watch the videos of the Malice at the Palace on on YouTube, like we don't need another. Happen it can't happen again, especially in the social media era. Yeah, I should have a. I should have a. Uh, I should have a section on this podcast called Revisionist History. Just just breaking down a moment, like thinking about <laughs> what it would be like now. You imagine that's, the that's, mouse of the palace with Instagram? That's that's a, that's a good that's a good uh that's a good <laughs> mid-August topic. Bro, that shit would be crazy. <laughs> now now all the meme pages would have just been having Ron Artez like punching some guy in the face. Yeah. Here's the crazy. thing with Mark Stevens. Mm-hmm. We now know his name. Yes. How many minority owners in the NBA or in any sport can you name? Nelly. Who does he own? <laughs> he owns like part of the Hawks or something. The Dolphins, maybe. Uh, shouts out to Jay Z. He Jay Z used to be you know Brooklyn. Yep. Shouts out to the 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 renaming Just, of St James and Fulton is the notorious B.I.G. The, 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 way. Okay. Today. How many how many um, non-celebrity minority owners can you name? Uh, Joe Sy, Nets, Brooklyn. Um, um, uh, yeah, um, I'm, I, good point. I risk my case. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the fact that everyone now knows who this guy is, is enough. He, he can never go back. Even after a year, people are going to know him. Mm-hmm. It's, he's done. He's done. Yeah. He's going to sell his stake in the team. He'll move on to another rich guy activity. Yeah. He'll go, he'll go buy a, go buy a, whatever a golf course or something and to donate some money to trump's campaign you know yeah and then, and then be done with it why not be fun yeah he's got back he can't yeah that dude really can't show his face at like a warriors game even though like i don't know do we know what mark stevens looks like i do really i just yeah. assuming like average white guy who wears yeah, like who wears like vineyard vines and like sperry's I mean, he's 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 a he's a he's a white dude in his late fifties, early sixties. It's yeah, exactly how you would expect him to look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, yeah. It's it's, it's it's a wrap for him at this point. But yeah, hey, he's got so, a few billion dollars, so we'll be straight. Ah, I just googled him. Sixty years old, two point three billion dollars. Damn. Went to uh, went to Harvard. Let me see this guy. Let me let me pull up a picture real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, that's, he, uh, he look he looks exactly as you'd expect him to. Yeah, the two looks like what is his name? Like Dan Aykroyd or something? You know, he's in like the that dude looks like the guy in the, the Eddie Murphy movie where he he like cons uh, the rich guy. No, nah, I don't. I don't see. I don't see that one. But I, I know see a little bit. I see it a little bit. I don't know. Maybe just like all like rich, privileged white guys look the same to me. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> anyway, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. We got. We'll we'll have another podcast coming out as soon as the finals are over, and then shortly after that, we'll have more about. Free agency, the draft. Oh, do we have a lot to talk about with the draft when we get there? Mm-hmm. Shout out to and Prince, the newest Brooklyn Net. I love I've you. Already, I've already Get made my, my biggest draft crush's name known, Admiral Schofield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, to get him on the Celtics, I'd give him a max contract right now as a se- probably second-round pick. <laughs> what about Yabusel? You need to clear the roster spot. Uh, no, nah, he, he's too lovable. <laughs> 
All right. Thank, thanks for listening. We, uh, we appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. If you enjoyed this, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a good review. We, uh, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. We will hear from you guys. You will hear from us very soon. All right. Peace. Later.